0: Hey, Beatitudes, it's Jeff and I'm coming at you with a quick disclaimer for this show. The show that we're about to listen to is full of humor and holiness, just like every episode of the Beatitudes. But this one goes a little bit deeper on the emotional side. In fact, when we were recording the show, all three of us and our guest were in a place of tears. And even in editing this show, we found ourselves moved and very emotional. So just a quick heads up, it's not a funny opener on this show for today. And when you're listening to the show, which I think is a very critical show to listen to, I would just give you a heads up that you might not want to be in the middle of a work project or maybe not even driving for the parts that start to get really emotional about halfway through this show. So take a moment and prepare yourself for the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. Oh yeah, Beatitudes. Welcome back to another great episode of the Beatitudes. I am Jeff Shufflebein. I'm so happy to be here with you, along with my co-host, Paul Kolker. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Paul. And Nick Besner. I'm Nick Besner.
1: (laughs) And I support
0: the Beatitudes. I can't wait for us to, uh, to dive in and get to talk to this guest. And it dawned on me... This tiny table continues to get smaller somehow.
2: Oh, I've been shaving inches off of it after every single show.
0: <laughs> it's like a prank, a Shawshank and, Redemption yeah, style. <laughs> I'm yeah, oh,
2: sorry. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I shake out the, the sawdust out of my yeah, yeah out of so my you, pants when I walk in the courtyard.
0: Are you attempting to escape or just get us all closer?
2: Both. Yes. Oh. Eventually, I will escape because of the uncomfortable <laughs> closeness.
0: Well, I thought about this. I actually have this distinct privilege of never having touched any of our guests legs oh because of where
2: i sit that is your distinct <laughs> privilege <laughs> to be clear it's just our knees touching not to- <laughs> just i'm not like you know putting my hand on todd's knee over here
1: hey jeff Two hands on the table. <laughs> two hands on the table. You got it. You got it. Keeping
2: it. us accountable. Guess what,
0: everybody? That's our guest, Todd Storch. Welcome to the show, Todd.
1: I am really glad to be here.
0: You know, this show is all about Christian men seeking to follow God's will as we grow together in humor and holiness. And you, my friend, are part of the Beatitudes. Now, welcome to the next level Next level. your journey.
2: This is your
3: This line. is level two. <laughs> Everybody out there is a level one beatitude.
0: Yeah, you're, yeah. Le- oh, now that's you're
1: a level... Good, yeah. Now you're level two. So I get the little number two above the patch yes.
0: yeah so no, Yes. Yeah. It. So you're earning perfect. your stripes, right? Perfect. That's right. So uh, we're so. going to have to embroider that jacket afterwards. Excellent. Yeah, but we'll let you pick the color. You <laughs> got it. Awesome. You know, Todd...
1: Pantone uh, <laughs> 319. <laughs> exactly.
0: He knows
2: <laughs> it. Love it.
0: It's <laughs> awesome. Um, so there is so much to cover with you, Todd. But I actually want to stop and say something real quick. I was at a performance uh, that Paul was doing, an improv comedy performance in Coppell, Texas, where he shouts out to the crowd of 150, and we have Todd Storch here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Todd Storch. And he looks around and, uh, oh, I actually could tell you what happened after that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that was the first show.
1: Yeah.
2: The-
0: and uh, yeah, when the second taught- show, you were there. You yes. were rocking in the improv audience participating, what's the connection here? What is what is that part here for you uh,
1: It's a great connection. So I was on the board at the Coppell Arts Center. We God. helped started the Coppell Arts Center Foundation, and I got to see Paul and this great group at um, um, down at the Dallas location, and I'm a connector of people. Yeah. I love connecting people, and I um, had the opportunity, I reached out to Janine, who is in charge of the Arts Center, mm-hmm. and said, I have an act I want to bring. Call up Paul. Paul, I want to bring you. What do you think? Put you two together, and look what we're doing. Yeah. Look what you're doing. It's oh, well. fabulous. I mean, but it's you're fabulous. the
2: matchmaker, and and he was a, a big brother as well. We got him up on stage <laughs> in, uh, what, Christmas of 2020 or something like that? I think so. Yeah, at yeah, oh, the big
0: show, at the main show.
2: At the main show in Dallas, yeah. yeah, and it was shortly after that that he was like, hey, actually, we've got this theater we're opening. And I Tell said, them what the big brother, yeah. brother bit it. is that for anybody listening. Oh, yeah, so so what we do is at the very end of the show, so we've done a whole show of improv where we're drawing suggestions off the board and all of this, and every so often, we're interviewing somebody from the crowd and making up a song about them or things like that well at the very end um, there's this whole bit where it's it's like I play this little kid who's in need of guidance from a big brother and so we spotlight somebody in the crowd and that person comes up and throws the football with me and I interview him and I basically I'm just like oh wow that's great so what do you do for a living and I, I play that voice up and uh, eight being eight years old is where I peaked as a human, so <laughs> it, it works in my favor. Flow, yeah, it just flows. But um, but yeah, so we interview him, and then after the the big brother goes and sits down, he gets to keep the football first of all. So that's a it's a four day weekend branded football that he gets to take, and um, and then after that, we have a scene that's based off of that person's life vaguely. And then somebody in our group comes out dressed up exactly like who that big brother was and what he looks like with <laughs> so beard good. and hair and hats <laughs> and all that. And then he saves the day. And so the, the big brother ends up being the hero. And that was Todd one night.
1: It was fabulous. Oh, thank you. It was absolutely fabulous. You got the music choice right. Yeah. You the sweatshirt correct. <laughs> um, Yeah, but seriously, I mean, it's a fantastic show, and we're really glad you're at the Coppell Arts Center. Well, thank you. People need to come see it.
2: Well, and it's exciting because they just extended us for another six months there, so we are thrilled. Six months. Six months. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I knew
0: something was in the works, but that's awesome. No,
2: yeah, it's official now.
0: Yeah, you said no. Yeah, that's like the no, least yeah. improv thing you could say. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah.
2: No, was just yeah, being a Californian. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. We got yeah, the totally, extension. Totally, 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 totally. <laughs> or or Australian, y- y'all? No, yeah. No, wait, that's all, that's Californian again. Yeah, I, well, don't
0: ask me. Everything <laughs> I do sounds the same. East Texas Australian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> An Australian transplant to East Texas who's been there for ten years. That's
0: actually a really big deal it's in purpose. East Texas. You don't know. Yeah, Todd, where'd you grow up?
1: Everywhere. I call San Antonio, Texas home because yeah. that's where I graduated high school from. Nice. Which nice. high school? Uh, Douglas MacArthur High School. Yeah. Go Bramas.
0: Go Bramas. Go Bramas. <laughs>
1: yeah. Every, Do you, you know, know what a is? Before you said that, everybody said that. That's like I a know. big it's deal a,
2: nationally. Yeah, that's That's yeah. your song though, right? Like, sweet home Alabama. la Bramas.
1: It's just like that but different.
2: <laughs> Where are real good at letting me down easy. <laughs> <laughs> just like them, but You're like, that joke was dumb, but I won't tell it to you. Yes, <laughs> and not like that. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Todd, awesome. tell us about your working world, your career. Like you've had you've had a microphone in front of your face a few times. I sure have. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. Tell us about your background. There's a radio component to this. What is uh what's your world like up until this peaking
1: moment on the Beatitudes? Wow, let's get <laughs> let's uh, let's let's make this interesting. So, ultimately, I am an accountant. I have an accounting degree. Yes. I thought I wanted to be an investment banker. Yes. With all those, you know, pivot tables yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> um, there's
0: a crazy love happening yes, right here. Yes. Yes.
1: So that part of my brain was firing. I had a great job at what was Arthur Anderson back in the day? And I realized I was climbing the wrong ladder mm, um, mm. and basically said, we got to do something different. Make a long story short. I got into sales and I went into radio sales and we were at KRLD back when they had the Texas Rangers. The studio was actually in the ballpark of Arlington, I which remember. was wow. beautiful. In the, yeah. 1996 was a cool year. Anyway, worked my way through radio, did all kinds of stuff. Sales manager, national sales manager, manager, went to a number of different stations, help stations, basically change their formats. And so I did that. From that, I went into consulting. And mm. I did consulting, strategic sales, executive consulting for every type of media there is, from newspaper, actually helped build the largest digital sales organization up in New York. It was called Cats Media at the time. Um, and so I did that for years and years and years. Um, that was a company that, I loved working for because the people were great. I could juggle a lot of different things. And that was actually a pivotal moment because it leads up to the death of Taylor. And so my oldest daughter, she passed away while I was working there. Now, I'm traveling a ton. So I had to make a, I had to make a decision. Yeah. So make a long story short, we started Taylor's Gift Foundation. I did that for four or five years. And then... Started doing executive consulting, and now I do executive revenue consulting for companies all over the place.
0: There's a lot in what you just said. I'd be completely remiss if we didn't back up. And uh, tell us about your kids yeah. and, and Taylor and that.
1: Yeah, a big, part of, a big part of our story is our children. So my wife, Tara, and two of you guys have met Tara. You'll get to meet her at some point in time. You're, you're making the rounds with the rest of the family. That's right. But... We've been married 30 years this August. We Congrats. have three amazing children. Peyton is our youngest. She's 22. She is a labor and delivery nurse oh, awesome. at uh, what I call Presbyterian. It's Texas Health Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Um, doing fab- fabulous, doing overnights. overnight. Don't know how she does it. That's why God makes people young to do these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan, who some of you guys know Ryan. Yeah. He's uh, 25 years old, married just over a year, has a wonderful Daughter named Claire, and uh, I'm a granddad now. That's this incredible! Was actually my father's. Oh, it's date. his grandpa? Oh, oh nice! Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, <Yes>. Established 2022. <laughs> I love that. This was how they announced it to me. Nice. Um, so they have Claire, and married to a wonderful woman, Jordan. And then Taylor's my oldest. She would be 27. She passed away when she was 13, but she'd be 27. So mm-hmm. 27, 25, almost 23.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, you started talking about Taylor. You started talking about a foundation. Can you go into this? You said she passed while you were working, but that's not the moment it happened. You just happened to be at that job, right?
1: Yeah, that was at the job. So um, 2010, you guys have been skiing before. I mean, it's March. It's spring break. a whole family's going. My kids love to ski. It's the first time that Peyton, Peyton was eight at the time. But you guys can visualize the fun, oh, right? Yeah. You're on this vacation, and it's day one, and it's the last run of the day. So it's just me, Ryan, and Taylor, my wife, Tara, and our youngest, Peyton, were tired. They went back, got some hot chocolate, did their thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having a blast. I am on the slopes with Ryan and Taylor. They've both, they've both skied plenty of times. And I'm watching the two of them in front of me. and I'm just, it, It's just the most beautiful scene coming down the mountain, you know, slow. But there was an accident. Taylor lost control, mm-hmm. and she ended up doing that move where you're, you know, kind of on your butt, but you're still skiing. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, unfortunately, she went into the trees, and she had an accident. And from that accident, she passed away. Mm-hmm. But we got asked a question in the hospital that we were never prepared for. We got asked the question, your daughter, Taylor, is a beautiful candidate to be an organ donor. Mm-hmm. Would you consider and I looked at Tara across the room, not a word was spoken, and I said, absolutely. And that was a pivotal moment, what I considered just personally for me as a growth moment because it gave some hope in a horrible situation. Yeah. And, um, hmm. um, and so from there, the story kind of grew. And the nonprofit was formed, and we did a lot of work, and we're very excited about the work that we continue to do with Taylor's Gift Foundation.
0: And her organs, what happened with, uh, when you said yes? What happened next? So she ended
1: up saving and improving the lives of five people, wow. two kidneys, a cornea, um, heart transplant. Um, the heart went to a wonderful woman named Patricia. And what even became, I'll just say, more blessed. I mean, God was blessing us along the way in a horrible situation but we got to actually meet you know a number of our reci- of the recipients wow that doesn't really happen very often
0: yeah that's not like part of the plan uh, right it's not a part of the plan yeah
1: um, for a thousand reasons you know no reason to get into that but we got to meet a lot of them mainly just because of social media there was a big presence of what we were doing and that helped propel the Taylor's Gift Foundation into a national arena of the work that we were doing at the time, you know, of helping people that needed financial aid. And then obviously any time that, you know, people were thinking about becoming an organ donor, we were trying to put something in their heads so that it wasn't negative. Mm. The story I always tell about this, but all of us have life insurance. Could you imagine how hard to sell it would be if it was called death insurance? Yeah. Okay. So organ donation is the same thing pass away before this gift moves on to somebody. So we just, we kind of spun it on its head and we started talking about outliving yourself and we coined outlive yourself. What can you do while you're here to make it better when you're not? That's a great conversation around the table. doesn't have to be about organ donation, but we wanted to prompt that.
0: I read the book Taylor's gift before I ever met you. Um, I met it, I read it because I met your son and I know your daughter-in-law and, uh, it was a little bit of just curiosity. And then it turned into um, just trying to honor your son, who I think is a man I admire in a, in a really beautiful way. And uh, I'm crying now because I couldn't turn two pages without crying. And my wife would try to ask me a question during that week I was reading it. And she would look over at me and be like, forget it. Like I'm not going to. I know you can't speak right now. Um, it was such a powerful book. But I also have to tell you what it caused, which was, I think, and I'm going to use the wrong terms, but you talk in the book about how Just because you have something marked on your ID, like your driver's license, doesn't mean you're registered at the level that you might think you are. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think there's people listening who probably presume that they are fully equipped, and maybe they haven't even done the right stuff yet.
1: The main thing anybody in the United States can do, go to taylorsgift.org, click that you want to become an organ donor, and you're going to be able to go to every, whatever state you live in, you're going to go to that state's database. Mm. Okay, so... It, you have to be on your state's data's database. There's no national database for this, okay. which is kind of confusing. But it's like getting your driver's license. You have to do it by state. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of times, and this is data, and you know, all you guys you know, in the business world understand this. Like If one system doesn't talk to the other system, then there is no connection. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time. I mean, so you tell when you're getting your driver's license, yes, I want to be an organ donor. Back in the day, that information never made it to the computer side. So Somebody would have to
0: look at your ID. They'd literally have to like yeah, ID this thing. I mean, and how that didn't happen. How archaic is that, yeah. right?
1: But now you go to a state registry, we've got them all listed right there at taylorsgift.org. Make that decision, but even more importantly than doing that, and everybody should do that, or at least have the conversation of why they believe it's important. But even more important than that is to have an outlive yourself conversation mm. with your family, with your friends. How do we leave the world better than we find it? Oh, and by the way, one way to do that is register to be an organ donor because you're going to help others that you may never know in your entire life. That's it's a funny. beautiful gift. You game. can't
0: hear this and still be passive about it. Like, what are you, what are you holding on to? What is that cornea going to do for you when you pass?
1: There's a lot of misinformation out mm-hmm. there right? We live, in the, we live in a world of, you know, a couple of different, you know, headlines and they make news. Um, but there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, the bottom line is that it is the most generous gift that you could potentially give to somebody else that's going to need it. To help them live a longer life, help them live, you know, help them see, help them be able to use a part of their body that they may never, ever be able to use again. And you're giving a gift to that person and that person's extended family. Mm-hmm. So you think about a ripple effect mm-hmm. or the butterfly effect. Man, one single yes. You're never going to know the permutations and how many folks are going to be touched. I mean, it really is. It's just it's just God in action. It really is.
0: There's a registry on taylorsgift.org. Correct. What else is Taylor's Gift as a foundation like focused on?
1: We are focused on one very specific thing and i'm really proud about it and i'm very proud of the work that the board and the foundation does we help grief support to those families that are touched by organ donation mm. that is our number one program it's you the know table. that firsthand what it yes
0: where is the support for the family that it said was yes? it
1: was born from our pain yeah. it was born from mm. tara and i really just searching with help from community we live in Coppell, Texas, and some of you know about that place, and the community rallied around us. I mean, we had support we never knew that we had, and we re- I recognized very, very soon, Tara and I also recognized, this is not normal. Mm. Most people do not have this type of support, and we had great counselors, I had really good insurance, it was really inexpensive, it was easily accessible, and realized... This isn't quote unquote normal. And we realized how many other families because of the thousands of folks that would reach out to us and say, so-and-so passed away. Could you talk to them?
4: Mm.
1: Their son passed away. They were able to donate their organs. They don't know what to do. And so we just found an opportunity that had a gap and said, we can fill that gap the best we can. So our grief support system does one-on-one counseling that's free to that family and their entire family for a year, and we also have group counseling, and all that's available at TaylorsGift.org. Wow.
0: Talk about community for a second, if you will. You, this happened to you out of state. There's no mountains in uh, Texas. I, I checked. Um, very few snow skiers that stay here for snow skiing. So it happened in Colorado, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you go through the most life-altering events there. What happens when you come back? Because I am keep thinking about, like, okay, there's people who... Uh, they try to figure out like, how can I be a contributor to something? Well, first of all, you can be an organ donor, but what does it mean to you to come back in and have a reception or a support? Like what there's, you know, we might think, well, this guy's not going to care if I stand on the side of the street and show my support in solidarity or whatever. But I think about, geez, I'm going to keep crying. I think about the book, yeah, the description of what you guys came back to. I can't even fathom that. I went and watched the news. There's still stuff on YouTube. You can go back and watch that reception. I got to believe that people who maybe went along not knowing what it would mean, the multitude of just people in the community that just showed love and, you know, there's no differences at that point. We're just yeah. <clears throat>
1: you know, honestly, um, I'll describe that a little bit, but I never saw that reception as for me or for Tara or, our family, we were the beneficiary of it. I really saw this as a large group of people in Coppell, Texas that want to celebrate life and they want to extend help in whatever way they can. And so what happened is when we came back and we made the right-hand turn to then make the left-hand turn to go down to our subdivision, the entire street, I'm gonna call it a 1,000 yards, was lined with people like a parade all holding balloons and as we came home you know they they let the balloons go um, I later learned from the mayor of Capel that she actually had to call the DFW airport and the FCC to let them know wow. that this event was happening because' because <laughs> we're, we're in a flight path <laughs> yeah oh to yeah. DfW airport oh my god um Ellen DeGenders was not happy with us because we littered um, and I told her we were there was a, probably a better way to do it, but I was in no place to, like, make that happen. <laughs> Is it <not> better, buddy? <laughs> That's a side note. Um, I can't describe how it felt. I was blown away. I think part of me missed half of it just through tears. I do remember faces uh, that I saw, and um, wow. And that really, to me, was—that was a moment where I believe that God used— A whole lot of people. And we rallied around something that people saw good in. I mean, it was a horrible situation. But this is what makes, I think, people the best is when they can respond and do good. And we need more and more and more of that every day. And this was an opportunity, and we were the beneficiaries of it. And, you know, we feel very responsible to pay that forward. Yeah.
2: If I can... um Jump in on that too. I was actually in seminary at the time that all of this happened, and I remember uh, I was blessed with the opportunity to serve at the the funeral mass. Didn't even know who y'all were at the time, but uh, the church was—I mean, it was like an Easter Sunday mass in terms of the number of people there, and it was almost like all of Coppell High School was there, and I mean, or or middle school, whatever it was, but it was just it was overflowing with people who were there in support and um I, I just remember thinking wow who who is this person this family uh, like because I, I didn't even really know who you guys were at the time Man,
1: we need to talk about that because I didn't know that
2: yeah it's We've it's never
1: talked about that
2: no yeah I, it's just something that wow. uh, I, re- I remember that specific moment and people explained what had happened and your your story and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's tragic, you know, but then but then praying through it. And then, of course, seeing the outpouring and how how God seemed to be moving in in so many teens lives at the time too to maybe draw them closer through all of that. It was just it was surreal.
1: man. that is a really amazing connection. That's just that's like another God blessing of knowing you as an individual and having more things to connect on. Taylor was an amazing, amazing kiddo. I mean, and everybody that has children, I mean, all of our kids are amazing. Taylor had this way to just make people feel better, make them want to do better. That was just a part of who she was. And as a father, I mean, I've been able to reconcile that. I mean, her time was 13 years. I mean, that's what God Mm -hmm. blessed us with. And and he had a plan and he knew that, you know, 13 years is where Taylor, that is going to be the ability to carry forward ways that, you know, would never be possible. And that was her time on earth, and the impact that she continues to make, um, the stories that Tara and I and our family hear from folks, I mean, not dissimilar to what you just shared, um, that's not because of me. I mean, it's not because of Tara. It's not because of Ryan or Peyton or, I mean, honestly, this is all God. And we just, Tara and I just feel and felt a huge responsibility to capitalize on this. Um, that's a wrong way of saying it. I know it. what you're saying. Not but capitalize, but the, the grace-filled to seize it. Moment. I mean, um, to seize that. It's like allow it God it. to capitalize on it. Yeah. yeah. To, yeah. Uh, just, just framing. Not no. let it go to waste. Yes, that's there you go. Yeah. yeah. Brother... <laughs>
0: It's going to be the longest show in history because eventually we're going to be funny again. Uh, <laughs> we'll know,
1: get there. You know I promise we'll get Pe- there. People are looking at you. It's okay. <laughs> <That's>, gosh. <laughs> Ooh.
3: Slam. He just, he's just uh, a
0: slam dunk in the face. Boy. <laughs> boy. All right, well, that, I'm going to bring it back down a second. So uh, Taylor has, <laughs> has gifted us with um, the support that people are feeling when they experience the same uh, organ donation. She's gifted us with people signing up for organ donation. But I I had to say bye to a kid that ended up living and, and he turns four this week and it's this beautiful thing. But because I read that book before I knew you, it is often that I will make sure I'm putting my head up against uh, my kids' chests so that I can hear their heartbeat. Because I remember reading about y'all getting to hear your, your daughter's heartbeat in somebody else's body. And I just want to hear it like every single moment's a miracle. And if we... Lose sight of that. That's okay, but find ways to get back to it. This isn't about some future state that we're going to. Your daughter was, her time was 13 years. Can you talk for a second? You dropped Ellen DeGeneres. I like to throw in, you know, a lot of the big celebrities that give me a whipping for my trash habits. Um, what does Ellen DeGeneres have to do with this? Gosh.
1: Like. So first of all, Wow, what a what a beautiful scene! Um, just visualizing, you know, listening to your kids' heartbeat, um, and that just warm that just warms my heart. And uh, honestly, you know. Unfortunately, a lot of times it takes something bad to happen to recognize, wow, there was something good that was going on. And, you know, for anybody that's out there that sees this or is listening to it, you know, ultimately, um, if you've lost a child, you've had a tragedy, and everybody does. I mean, ours just, I mean, you don't have to lose a child to have a tragedy in your life. This was just our path. I mean, there's help for you. There's resources for you. There are friends for you. And, um, you know, if you're touched by organ donation, you know, Taylor's gift can be there for you as well. So the Ellen DeGeneres story was we began to get a lot of national press. Mm. Um, the national press really started when Patricia Winters, who lived in Colorado, um, she received her heart, but we had already been in conversation with the family. We had already been in conversation with her husband because they found us because of Facebook, because mm. of all these other things that were going on. And her husband, Joe, was putting two and two together. There's like Colorado, then they live in this town called Capel, and then it's really easy to find people. So this was a beautiful connection. And this isn't normal. So... We got called by some friends of ours at WFAA here in Dallas, a huge ABC television station, and they said, what would you guys think about us being on the road with you when you go meet Patricia? Because we had had scheduled this, because Mm -hmm. Tara had one thing that she wanted to do. If she ever got the opportunity to hear the heart, she wanted to do that. And so here was that opportunity that was presented you know, to us and to help Tara with her steps. Oh, and by the way, Patricia was a nurse. <laughs> you know, and so, so we we thought long and hard about this, and we said, you know what, this is a great way to expand this message of good, yeah. and so we did that, and that ended up on the Today Show, and and then we got calls from everybody. Ellen DeGeneres's you know crew was one of them. Um, Tara was on the Ellen DeGeneres show and that was another great thing. Uh, That was another great thing to help people understand the good and organ donation. And Mm -hmm. so, um, she was fabulous. She was fabulous.
0: Your daughter wrote a poem, uh, shortly before she passed, right? Yep. That mentions Ellen DeGeneres. And, uh, gosh, I'm going to surprise you with this. If we're going to keep crying for a little bit, let's just keep going. Um, We'll play our games after the commercial break. Yeah. I uh, I sent you a video back in January because I finally went to the garden outside of your daughter's middle school called Tara's Garden, right? Uh, I'm Taylor, sorry, Taylor's Garden. Yeah, Taylor's, Taylor's Garden,
1: garden. Cobb Middle School East.
0: I, I just wanted to see it. I knew it was beautiful. I knew that there a lot of work and love had been put into it from um, the community from reading your book. And then there's the plaque, and it has Taylor's poem on there. So my daughter crawls up, my 7-year-old now, uh, she was 7 at the time, Amelia crawls up on top of it she starts reading it, and I missed the very first word. I think it says, I'm kind and generous. Something like that is the very first word. So I missed the very first word, but I ended up sending you the video, and I remember your reaction was that you've probably read this poem a million times, that you've heard other people read it, but to hear a little girl read it. So knowing we, knowing we were going to do the show with you, I grabbed it and I threw it on this little button I can press here. So I would love for the world to be able to hear Taylor's poem, as read by Amelia, uh, also... <laughs> with one of my kids saying he wants to see the video. I think it's Ambrose. <laughs> and so there is some levity in this because I do have a lot of kids and they're crawling all over the place. But um, maybe I can share this. Please. We can take a deep breath and uh, we'll hear from our sponsors after that. But um, this is the poem that Taylor wrote. And I believe it's... Does the, it,
1: this was a project in eighth grade. Yeah, tell us what it was And set up. the project was basically write a poem about... Just who you are. I mean, the, the the title of the project was I Am. I Am. And each kid, you know, wrote their own poem about who they are.
0: All right, well, here we go. This is Taylor's poem, I Am.
4: I wonder how long is forever. I hear support from my family whenever I need it. I see myself helping Christmas. people in every way I can. Daddy, press the button. I want and to be on the Ellen
0: DeGeneres
4: De-generous show. I am outgoing and friendly. And I pretend I can do anything I want to. I feel Daddy, touched I hold your by the, and see the generosity video. of my sister. I touch people's lives I worry about failing I cry at the thought of losing a member of my family I am outgoing and friendly I understand how to make people feel happy I say with pride That I am Christian. I dream about becoming a teacher. I try to make every day like my last. I hope to become successful in life. I am outgoing and friendly. Taylor Page Storch.
0: We're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back.
3: Back everybody, quite an emotional first half of the show there, uh, Todd. Hey, is, there, is everybody okay? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's that's okay. a legit question. That's a great one. Um,
1: I mean, these are tough stories, but honestly, I mean, I mean Jeff, to honor us with tears and your heart, and I mean, there's tears flowing all over, including mine. But but seriously, I mean, that is okay, and and I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you doing that and sharing it.
0: I feel blessed to be able to share that emotion with you after feeling like I was a participant that was only reading your story from behind the book. Mm, sure. Um we've had a lot of really great people on the show. To be able to sit next to you is a true honor, but it's not it's because you raised Taylor. It's because you didn't let Taylor her story stop at thirteen. Her story's alive right now. So Yeah.
3: I got two things. One comment. Todd you're the coolest looking dad I've
0: ever seen. <laughs> granddad. I mean,
3: granddad. I mean, the yellow watch band, the long hair, like, don't care. I, you've got a, I, goals, man. Like, goals. I am a fan of the Todd Storch. Yep. He surfed up to the, yeah, uh, exactly. to the building here and hopped off, hopped off his board. So that was my yeah, comment. Bro. And my question is, do you want to play a game?
1: Let's, play, man. <laughs> Let's. It's called it. "Blessed
3: Are the Joke Makers." This one's going to be worth eighty-six points. Whoa. Oh, not and ninety-one. Not 91. Okay. It changes. It changes. You got to keep. Right. Got to keep them on on their toes. Yeah, so you, you got to
0: judge us.
2: Okay,
3: that's yes, right. That's exactly
2: right. Who is the best, or at the very least, who is the worst? You can just tell us the. <laughs> you loser. can have your own criteria. Isn't it yeah. funny?
0: The only criteria is who gets the points, Todd. That's yeah. the points. <laughs> Why is irrelevant?
2: (laughs) Correct. It could be a total gut hunch thing. Tell us about the game, Paul. Yes. So, all right, we've got a character card and a Catholic card game card, and we've got to answer the Catholic card game card as the character as best as we're able, and then you get to judge who you think either did that best or tickled your funny bone the right way.
0: Sappy forty-five-year-old male. Answering the question. No, I'm sorry. I was just trying to <laughs> oh, just <protect>. describing you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> when okay. did your
0: birthday? You've had, you're still 44, right? I think this show comes out after my birthday, actually. Oh. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. So the Time cha- travel. The character is Wildest Party Animal, the topic of the next papal encyclical. <laughs>
0: I just got into the media world. I've been selling stuff and just partying stuff and knocking stuff around. I'm up in New York. I just joined this new company, the Cats Media. Ow! <laughs> and the next papal encyclical is all about the family. Thank you very much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> My name is Jeff Scheffelbein. <laughs> <laughs> And the next papal encyclical, <laughs> I'll keep it clean. It's gonna be
0: it. about the beatitudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I said, like, please don't hurt him. Please don't hurt the this fictional character you're playing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, bro, so the next papal encyclical is gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be about the joy of hops and barley. It's called Gaudium et Shinerona. <laughs>
0: you got to be super Catholic. <laughs> that went way over my head. <laughs> to be fair. I never a, studied in Rome, Paul. <laughs> we had a friend today say, I stopped listening to your show because I have no idea all these Catholic references. That's okay. I don't, I, I don't either. At, I know this I one. Gaudium don't. at space?
3: Yeah, yeah. That's
2: what it, It's sure. actually not an encyclical. It's, it's a Vatican II document. But
0: it, just, it's look. just a, a thought <laughs> exercise from the Vatican. <laughs> uh, Todd, sorry, but got to pick somebody <laughs>
1: You know, I think two or three of you used the word bro or brother when you started. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. Thank um, you. Party on. Party on, Garth. Um, <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to pick you because you had like <laughs> seven different I got things one. that you pulled out of the air
2: on He Garth. does the buckshot buck approach.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Favorite
1: sound effects. Let's go. Jeff's <laughs> personal. 86 points
3: soundtrack to his life. Oh
0: yeah, that's actually, I wake up to that. Uh, my friend, for being our celebrity judge today, you're going to get a pair of Divine Mercy socks from Sock Religious, uh, the bottom of which has the famous, uh, I say famous. It I is mean, famous, the prayer, Jesus, yeah. I trust in you. Uh, when you wear these, nobody questions whether or not you're Catholic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> these would look pretty good on the pickleball court. So I There you go. Those. Let's
3: go. And if you want to get <laughs> your pair, of soccer religious socks you can head over to soccer religious.com slash beata dudes and get 10 percent off
0: you're really good with websites i've learned that about you
3: <laughs> <laughs> urls
0: yeah. they you go on spreadsheets <laughs> <laughs> nerd. <clears throat> nerd nerd all right my friend <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go with all that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, actually, I would like to do this. We've had a very powerful opening of the show. We have a bonus show that I want everybody to tune into. Uh, at the end of the week, we do our bonus with Todd. But I thought maybe we could kick in right now and talk about our TBD question. Yeah. So, from the TBD deck the be added dudes deck which has a d squared and i'm working on it's a Absolutely. working title
2: tbd squared
0: so you know uh we're coming you, off of the i like to call uh this time of year father's day month <laughs>
2: <laughs> you always do that jeff nope. it's <laughs> the most fatherly time of the year
3: <laughs> have you always done that? Or just when you have a podcast? When you-
0: yeah, it's stuff I... Well, I'm speaking things into life. I there just... You, you know, people have birthday months. I I would like to have a lot of months. Father's Day month. Father's Day month. Love it. There you go. Yeah, so... Uh, but we talk about fathers a lot. I thought it would be interesting to pull a, a question out of the deck that is just to talk about something that you admire about your father-in-law. Mm. So, we each got one. So... Um, this is not a stretch. I, I know, uh, from talking to you guys over the years uh, that it's not a stretch, but I'll just jump in and say my father-in-law, Doug Brown. One of the things I love about this man is he's like the original cowboy. And in that, I mean, he's not trying to philosophize or have all the right answers, but he is always there. Like he will ride for the brand for the family. And so if somebody needs something, he's there, no matter how arduous it is to be there. Um, if there is something like a podcast, he'll listen to every one of them. If his kids are working somewhere, he'll stop by there every day for lunch. You know, like it's it's a, it's a being there that I think is such a great witness to fatherhood. And he does a tremendous amount for me. I'm blessed to, to consider him one of my best friends, but I'm blown away by how much he is just present. So be there for others. That's what I admire about him. That's strong. You got one?
1: Yeah, I do. I've got an amazing father-in-law, Bernie Taylor. Bernie Taylor. Bernie and his wife, Joan Taylor, they live Is this
0: where the name Taylor came from?
1: Yes. All right, Bernie Taylor. Yes, you're exactly right. Uh, Tara's middle name is now Taylor, so Tara Taylor Storch, and we named our first kid him. Um, It was going to be boy or girl. So, anyway, enough of that. Bernie Taylor's an amazing man. He's 89 years old. He's now in a wheelchair... Um, him and his wife Joan, who's ninety, who just needs a little bit of a walker assistant. They live about twelve minutes from us, down at St. Joseph's. If you mm-hmm. guys know where that is. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I admire about this man. I'm, I'm giving you the example just from Father's Day. We had everybody over Sunday afternoon for Father's Day, and, and she couldn't make it. She didn't feel that well, um, which is really really odd for her, because um, you know the great grandkid was going to be there and all that. So just one perfect example of what I admired about him. We're all sitting around, we're getting ready to eat, and I noticed that he's like, he's, you know, for those of you who can't see me, he's like trying to check his pockets and things like that, and and then he and then he realized he had his cell phone, and he asked Ryan, my son, he's like, could you call, you know, call Nana? We call her Nana. So he dials Nana and he gets on the phone. All he was doing was just checking in on her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, just that little bitty thing. I looked at that and I went, boy, what I have called Tara, Yeah, you know, cause I'm living in the moment. I got my great grandkid and I just, I just observed that four second act of just mm. gratitude. And that's just a little piece of wood. I just absolutely admire about the man.
0: Incredible.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, well, so, so mine is Randy Truesdell and, uh, I love that name. Right? Truesdale. Truesdale. Randy Truesdale. Yeah, exactly. And uh and there's well, there's a lot about him that I could that I could admire and talk about. Um one of the things is this is a selfish one. He's kinda become a big a promoter for me. <laughs> like he he shows off my Toyota commercial, he has it on his phone, like just ready to draw, you know, and so <laughs> So people, absolutely, <laughs> it, it's wild. Yeah. So, and they do, um, he and his wife, Don they do um, Airstream trips. So they're mm. part of all of those rallies and things like that. And so anytime they set up camp somewhere and they're asking about their, you know, kids and grandkids and all that, he's like, oh, and my son-in-law was in this commercial. <laughs> it's just like one of the <laughs> first things apparently that he does. So that's so really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just super fun. Um, but one of the main things about him is that he's got this. West Texas just can do work ethic Mm -hmm. where if, if it needs to be done, he'll get it done. Uh, if it needs to be figured out, he'll figure out a way to do it. And he, he finagles things, you know, orders the right parts, whatever needs to happen to like fix things. And then beyond that, he will find a way to do that for people who need it. So in their community for people who do Airstream stuff all the time, so they have their house and then you have your, Airstream. Wow, it's, it's a pretty cool setup. Yeah, and but within that kind of um, village, you know, that they live in, uh, if somebody's has something break down or whatever, he's the one going over there, you know, finding a way to fix it for them, or or helping install a new door or whatever. All the stuff is. I mean, he's just he's on it, and he, it's
0: like a life of purpose. You're giving.
2: He he knows what he's doing, and he's always finding a way to do it for others.
0: Awesome. That's
2: yeah. cool. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: my father in law is Wayne Flightman. Wayne. Wayne, uh, if you think about the book, the uh, the five love languages, Mm -hmm. Wayne is like acts of service Mm. to the nth degree, one hundred (laughs) percent, whatever the one hundredth percentile of a human (laughs) doing acts of service is. uh, That's Wayne, like constantly for the family, whatever it is, he comes last, and that's just such a cool model. And I just know, like. My wife is stronger because she had a dad like that. And so that is inspiring for me, uh, for my girls.
2: Nice.
0: If you're a level one dude listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would encourage you to first reflect on this, right? You know, assuming, you know, whatever family relationships you have. But a lot of times we forget that father-in-laws... Also need to be honored in that way. And can you imagine? And I know the four of us. You know, assuming we're able to share this, or everybody is listening to everything that we're doing. You know, big, big fan. They're going to be honored by this, whether we hear it or not. Back from them. Can you imagine though the text message, the phone call, the handwritten note to say to a father-in-law, "I respect you, I admire you, and here's something that I've always been very impressed by, or that has helped to shape me." That handwritten note. You can, you can deliver that without having to feel awkward, right? Put it in the U.S. mail. They will or won't come back to you on that one. But, you know, find ways to bless people because in blessing people, you are so blessed in return. Mm. I think that's a that's a beatitude challenge. If you want to move up from level one to 1.1. 1. <laughs> to get to level two, got to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very incremental below that. Level 10 is when you sponsor the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can shortcut we are sellouts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this brought to you by Todd Storch.
2: <laughs> he did not know. Just to be clear, we're that just that promoting. Cool action,
0: hey, before we wrap this one up, actually, I know we got a little game to play too. But tell us about the uh, Pocket Square.
1: So, thank you for asking. Um, this is Pantone 319. We call it Taylor Blue.
0: Taylor Blue, uh,
1: and it's the color of her eyes. And so if you go to taylorsgift.org, you're going to see a color palette. And then you're going to see things that are a lot like this. And so that's just a part of the branding. And uh, it's just a way for me to honor and, and think about her and, um, and just, ex- you know, extend that outlive yourself spirit.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah. Love and it. You guys pierced straight into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I In the break, I put a breastplate in here and you still <laughs> pierced it. <laughs> After you
2: used up the whole Kleenex box. I, I mean, know. All of us did. Yeah, well, I
0: needed that box for my breastplate. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, how are we finishing this show? What does Reverse uh, Simpsons look well, like Well, so
2: Reverse Simpsons, we're going to do a little improv game. And so this is actually, it's something that actually works in workshops. Uh, it's it's more of an entertaining warm-up kind of game, but we're going to have a little fun with it here. And, and Todd, we're going to ask you to jump in with us, if that's all kosher with you. I mean, you've been on the stage before. You know how this works. Um He's so your dad right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all right, so it's uh, word association. So the way this is going to work is I'm going to say a word to get started and we're just going to move around the circle and we have to say a word that the previous word makes us think of. So don't get stuck on listening like maybe you hear Jeff say the word peanut butter, right? And it can be a short phrase or whatever too, but like you hear him say peanut butter Okay so Nick don't be stuck on like jelly right, right. because there's two other ideas that come in between sure. sure. So that's the whole idea is that we're trying to really just listen and respond to the last thing said. And we're gonna add a layer to this. Just we're gonna do a quick warm up of it. And are we, we
0: judging each other? We just we're just it, it, there's, we're building we, each other we can, up. We're <laughs> oh, <okay>. We are friends.
2: Oh, we a communal game. We can dole out single digit points if we really like something. Somebody oh, says.
0: that's oh okay. Gracious, yeah, just yeah. yeah a little bit. Two points. Yeah, just for a... being so nice to me, Paul. No, well, thank you,
2: Christopher. Christopher, <laughs> Christopher, make sure you tack those on. Okay, <laughs> Christopher's our number one YouTube fan. He is phenomenal. Um, True. All right, so. Uh, let's just start. Uh, we'll we'll start with a word. Why don't we start with uh, with grandpa, grandmother, farm, house,
3: city, town, Munster.
2: Jeez. cheese, yummy,
1: delicious,
2: bacon, fry, Oreo, milk, cow, utter. Lee ridiculous.
1: <laughs> okay, so good. there's,
2: good. An <laughs> good. I, there's the idea, right? <laughs> okay. Lee ridiculous. Right here, <laughs> all right. So let's let's try. It. Let's we'll spice it up a little bit here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna say words, but now we want to try to tell a coherent story one word mm. at a time. Gotcha. Right. So I might say <laughs> spider, and then you would follow up with whatever that makes you think, like spider. Man. There you go. Right. Left his home to adventure
3: out in
1: the world.
3: I'll let it slide. Uh,
2: <laughs> Those two, words. That was yeah, two yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, all good. Keep going.
0: We got this. Next. Unfortunately,
2: Mary had
3: <laughs> turned sour
2: grapes
1: utterly. Ridiculous.
2: <laughs> Yummy. But
1: Spider Man
2: loves drama and webs. Then he encountered a horrible accident on
1: YouTube.
3: Spider Man and his
1: next door neighbor.
3: Mary, Jane,
1: <laughs> until
3: she jumped
2: the donkey hoist. <laughs> okay, see. All right, all right. So there we go. So we got a little story. We got a little story. Let's do. Let's do one more, and we'll try to like. We'll try to do this as quickly as possible. Sure. And if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. That's fine. But part of the fun will be just trying to go with our gut instincts. I so. would
0: challenge somebody too to make what we just said into a short cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole community out there of really a talented people, Chat GPT, that can make this happen for us.
1: <laughs> for sure.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to see that show up. We could share it on the socials <laughs> and give you full credit. That'd be awesome. All right. So uh, let, let's get let's get somebody for the story. Who's the who's the protagonist? Let's just throw that out there to begin with, and then we'll also add like an object. So just from you guys, who who's, who do we want to tell a story about? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Okay, great. Sure. So we've got Ronald Reagan, and what's an object that has nothing to do with Ronald Reagan? Something completely unrelated. So like, don't throw communism out there or whatever. That's unrelated. I mean, that is related. You know what <laughs> mean? Got it.
1: Chocolate donut.
2: Chocolate donut. I love it. Okay.
1: In. Washington Reagan Airport. There was
2: a chocolate donut that was rolling down the mountain. Then the donut saw
1: Ronald Reagan. Wow.
0: <laughs> Ronald. Remarked, we have
2: to do something about this rolling stone. I mean, (laughs) what
1: would Jesus do? (laughs) Seen. (laughs) <laughs> okay.
4: Yeah, we got. It. We have to do something about
0: this. I mean, that's what he's known for: seeing okay. a really bad situation and saying, what what, you, "We have to do something." What would Jesus do? That's it.
2: That's it. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: Well, that was that was fun <laughs> and chaotic. That was beautifully chaotic.
1: What's the mountain that's in Jay uh, Ro- You probably
0: hadn't been there recently. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new mountain. <laughs> they're all over Texas. They're all No, it's over. really cool. They've made these paintings that are more like the three-dimensional paintings and they're of mountains and it's right where the donuts oh. come out. Oh, that's so right. So you can stay at the bottom. You can either catch them in your mouth or you can uh, just say
2: what would Jesus do. <laughs> yeah, or you can redistribute them. And so Ronald anybody.
1: stands right there going not so much
0: yeah he remarks on a lot of stuff right, this is ridiculous I cannot (laughs) wait to come back together with you Todd for the bonus episode but I'm going to say it again taylorsgift.org for support for inspiration for organ donation and for community Um, you have blessed us beyond belief today I'll say this we're going to see all of you level one beatitudes in the Eucharist and every time we're in the Eucharist we will also be together with Taylor
2: Thank see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.